Welcome back to Bigger Movie Pod. In this episode, we're talking about Jermaine Defoe in the Aquatic Goblin. Joining me today, as ever, is the wonderful Irina, the fabulous Darren, and. Please welcome from Stew World Order. It's do you have a round of applause? <laughs> How are you all doing today? I am doing well. Thank you so much for that kind round of applause. I appreciate that. I feel like a celebrity. You are a celebrity, darling. <laughs> um, so what we like to do on this podcast is we like to go around the table, um, chew the fat a bit and see how we're doing. So Stu, as our guest, let's start with you. What are you drinking today? Uh, water. It's pretty much all I ever drink. I just have water that I squirted half of a lemon into. <laughs> Sorry, you can't oh, say that I on this show. You can't say you're squirting something. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, he can. What? He He's fitting right in. Thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, you are. That, one's, that one went down a treat. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Uh, welcome, well, welcome to the podcast. Uh, so, you're part of the family now. Let's cool. come to you next. Uh, what's in your Shall gob? We? What's in your jar? Uh, nothing in my gob, but I also have some <laughs> water, uh, a smoothie, and a peppermint tea, Ooh, and yeah, some yeah. cherries. Oh, I like a cherry. I have a variety. Yeah, I like a cherry. Yeah. Would you like some cherries? I, I, I don't. Yes, yes, I would. I was going to say something about popping there, but I don't think it needs to be said. Uh, <laughs> so, Darren, let's move on to you and the dog. Hello. The dog next door. Hello. Dear Marley, yes, unfortunately I can't close my windows because I will literally steam myself to death. But, um, yeah, you'll have to listen to Marley every now and again. Uh, Marley's but, uh, got some valuable insights into the movies we watch. I mean, a massive <laughs> fan of Clifford uh, <laughs> and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Sorry, what are you and, drinking uh, there, Darren? I, I have a decaf coffee because at the minute that's all we've got in the house. Well, Isn't that's not strictly true. I could have had a peppermint tea, but I didn't fancy it. Oh, well, I've gone for... It could for... have been my brother in peppermint tea-ness. That was a sense that I just said. I speak English, I promise. <laughs> that makes at least one of us, because Darren and I struggle. So. <laughs> and I, this week I've gone for an Earl Grey tea. The sense of lavender is really waffing up my nose. Is it tea, Earl Grey, hot? Yes. <laughs> Rob won't have a clue what I've just done there. I thought I was... Have I got it wrong all this time? Am I supposed to be drinking Earl Grey tea cold? No, it's a Star Trek reference. Oh. Yeah, Jean-Luc Picard. Picard. Yeah. Oh. Nerds. That <laughs> over my I, don't, I don't even watch Star Trek and I knew that. Well. <laughs> I, I know it's a trap and that's about it. It's a tove indeed. That's flipping Star that's, Wars. That's, that's Star Wars. Or yeah. I do not. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, I've got something to say. I don't. Matt does. Hello. Yeah, there we go. That's Matt. Um, that's his. <laughs> we need. It's, it's become a challenge on the podcast now for people to send in their clips and say hello. So, Stu, would you like to give us your finest hello? Hello! <laughs> that was beautiful. Amazing. That was almost Mrs. Doubtfire unintentionally, I think. What number two? What two? I feel Matt is redundant now. <laughs> no, no, Matt belongs. Never. Matt. Never. Oh. He's sent a bunch of clips this week. Uh, I have not listened to any of them. It'll be the first time I've heard them. But um, he does have something to say. So before we crack on, let's hear what he's got. <laughs> Hello, gang. I hope you're all keeping fucking bloody well. Um, last episode had me in absolute stitches. You guys are fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I love you all. Um, yeah, on uh, this week's episode, we've got the letter W with Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. And a film, Life Aquatic. Um, this film is fucking hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah, great film. Uh, Wes Anderson, what a fucking ledge. Um, can't do no wrong that director, I reckon. Um, yeah, uh, but Willem Dafoe, great, great, great fucking actor. He does comedy really well. Um, obviously, the serious acting he does amazingly. And obviously, he's good in the old superhero films. Uh, Green Goblin, oh, such a good villain. Um, my question is, 
Now, obviously, there's always been this, um, like, fan castings where they want Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Obviously, you know, I think when he was a bit younger, it would have worked, and maybe he should have got given a shot. Um, but do you think that time's gone? Do you reckon it's passed, or do you think there is some way, somehow, we could get Willem Dafoe as Joker? I mean, personally, I think he'd do a fucking cracking job, just because... He's creepy as fuck sometimes, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, let me know your thoughts, and um, yeah, I'll speak to you soon. I love ya. Bye. Just uh, realised I left my mic on live there when Matt said <laughs> Wes Anderson can do no wrong. I disagree on that, but we'll come to that later. Uh, and Stu, as you might have noticed, this podcast is not safe for work. Uh, you can swear your bloody pants off if you like. It's entirely up to Fantastic. you. Fantastic. <laughs> um, now, Matt asked us the question there. Do we think... Joke. I mean, William Defoe would make a good Joker, and would yes, he yes, fit yes, yes, nowadays? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, why not? He can't be any yes, 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 older yes. than yeah. what? Um, Sorry, what was that? I really and... didn't catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Come on, Darren. I really interrupted you. Yeah. Sorry, you put me right off there. <laughs> Love ya. Because uh, um, he can't be any older than what Jack Nicholson was when he first did it, surely. I think the hairline ages Jack, though. I, I don't think he was that old. Well, yeah, possibly. But he wasn't. What is he now? About 140. Hair. So he was about 80 in the film, wasn't he? No. Feels like he'd been around he for that long. He must have been like, like early 50s at least in the film. Yeah. Yeah. So Willem Dafoe can't be far off that. No, let's, I think, let's find I think out. Willem's much older than that. Do you think he's older than yeah. that? Do you now? But he's a better actor. I think he's 70 plus. And he has the Joker face. He he has the natural Joker frown embedded in his skin. Who's good at maths? The most important thing for Joker. Sorry. Willem Dafoe is 66. I just food him. Thank you, Stu. He was born in 55. Good He's only, get this, he's only six years older than Tom Cruise. No. That's nuts. I'd rather hang out with Klaus, though. Klaus, I liked Klaus. <laughs> Klaus was fun. I love Klaus. Klaus um, fun. So this movie, uh, sorry to jump ahead there, but yeah, I do think Willem Dafoe would be a great Joker. And I yeah, think... absolutely. The Joker doesn't need to be like doing MMA stuff. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's not going to physically fight anybody. He's going to squirt gas in their face or whatever. Yeah. And, and, and Dafoe's great. Yeah, that's it. That... Dafoe's got the face and the laugh. Fantastic yeah. casting. Everyone wants yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. I can't see why you wouldn't do that. It's it. Those tickets sell themselves if you put his name on the poster. Like, you're going to go on and see it. I'd love to see that Joker against our Pat's Batman, our Bats. I know, they should just do away with the Joker they introduced in with Barry Keoghan or whatever his name is. Just get rid of him. Pretend that scene with the Riddler didn't happen. Yeah. Bring in Defoe. Yeah. (laughs) We should start a campaign. (laughs) <laughs> well, technically, we've not seen his face, have we? So anybody could still play Oh, him. Darren, but we have. Have we? There's a deleted yeah, scene. The, the, oh, there was a deleted scene, credit, wasn't yeah. there? Yes. Where we saw his face. Yes, good point. Yeah, thanks, Darren. Yeah. Then, then you were a believer. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Darren, you're having a point for that. There you go. There you go. You get a point. Darren, you've got a, you're winning the quiz so far. Uh, we'll get to the quiz later. Uh, so this movie... It's about a plan to exact revenge on a mythical shark that killed his partner. Oceanographer Steve Zizou, played by Bill Murray, rallies a crew even. That includes his estranged wife, a journalist, and a man who may or may not be his son. Well, we've all been there, haven't we? Um, So, I have thoughts on this film. But first, I would like to open the table to you, Stu, our professional movie podcast host, (laughs) aficionado. Am I blowing enough smoke up your bum yet? To... <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it. I'll, I can stand for this. I mean, it makes my job easier to do that. I mean, if you were sitting down, much harder. Anyway, that's a terrible joke. Well, not much. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stu, after you. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can, I can tell you when I started watching this movie. I turned it on. I knew I was watching it with you guys, had it on yesterday. My wife had watched it before. And so we're getting like a minute into the movie. And I said to her like, hey, is this any good? And she said, yeah. And then she looked at me and said, you won't like it. <laughs> What's your wife's name? Let's give her a shout out. Amanda. Amanda, I am on your side of this. 
Uh, we have a rating system. We rate our movies as a goat, gold star, or poo. And can you sense by my tone which way I'm leaning? Anyway, thanks, Amanda. Thank you very much. You haven't liked a film for weeks. It's, it's been 84 years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not singing Titanic. <laughs> uh, and the hot dogs will go on. Anyway, uh, Stu, sorry. Your wife was saying you might not like this film. Yeah, she knows my experience with Wes Anderson is very minimal because I remember in college I had a buddy who just loved Rushmore just loved it and just for weeks was trying to get me to watch Rushmore and then I finally watched it it was just like really this this is what you were Mm. on about for so long (laughs) and I think (laughs) since then I'd seen part of the fantastic Mr. Fox, whatever parts of it I didn't sleep through. And then I saw the life aquatic (laughs) yesterday. So this is it. Those are my three movie experiences with Wes Anderson is Rushmore, which I didn't care for Mr. Fantastic Fox, which I could not stay awake through. And then this, I feel like this is the movie equivalent of waterboarding, which I would have much preferred. (laughs) This movie. (laughs) My God. Like, (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I, when I first saw The Grand Budapest Hotel, I really enjoyed that. But since then, I've watched uh, The French Dispatch, and now this. And it just, it's so samey. It doesn't, um, Wes Anderson doesn't challenge himself as a director at all. And I think the same is said for Tarantino. We mentioned Kill Bill the other week. And the same thing happens there. You just, you're so comfortable that it's boring to the viewer. Uh, Yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, I feel like at least Tarantino does different genres like Wes Anderson is his own genre and he just keeps doing that. It feels like one massive blob of a thing that we're people acting weird. The Wes Anderson genre story. I I, I found it. The Tenenbaums is brilliant. Oh, yeah, that one as well. I forgot about that. Um, I find (laughs) Wes Anderson is like a quirky story about nothing middle class pretty palettes similar cinematography type of film you can put in the background and occasionally look and be like oh i know this font and walk away yeah that's true um i also feel like this is the kind of movie i should be watching if i've got like loads of posters on my wall about french cinema and loads of books on my bookshelf i have no intention of reading it's not not very very french cinema ish though i'm just trying to convey the kind of hipster lifestyle i think i'd have to live (laughs) to enjoy wes anderson i will agree that it's uh, he uses superficial fluff pretty much yes yeah I'd like to get an artificial pipe, and I say pipe in terms of having bubbles coming out of the end while I watch this because I don't <laughs> yeah, smoke. Yeah, of course, of course, and the top hat. Uh, yeah, you know what? Stick a monocle on there. Why not? And a certain kind of facial hair that you can't describe, but you know it when you see oh, it. Oh, are you twisting uh, the edges uh, of your mustache? Yes, yes. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Amazing. I can't imagine Rob with facial hair. Sorry, I'll tell you though. Right, I'm, I've got quite the stuff. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I can grow it myself. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I'm a grown-up now. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I'm the size of a child, but nonetheless, I am an adult. Um, actually, that, actually, that's not true. T- children are taller than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think my cat is taller than you. All right, yeah. What have you got? A bloody leopard? Okay. <laughs> no, just the house cat. I can be a house cat. I'd like to be a house cat. I would like to sit on your mat while you stroke I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. That's a reoccurring Whoever thing. Whoever has the, the bingo. Yeah. Uh, Dave, how you doing? Point to you. Um, Point to Dave. Okay, so this I, we are talking about Willem Dafoe in this movie, but I'd like to... I'm pointing shade at you, Matt, because you pick our films. Um, this should to be fair, to be fair, that was... My pick. I oh, was it? That. Not Matt. All yeah. right. Sorry, I'm going to throw uh, some shade excuse- your way. Just a little. Yeah, bit. and then I was too far into it to change when Matt was putting ideas forward. Exactly. Yeah. You, when you go watch a film, it's like driving into a tunnel. There's no turning around for you. You've got to go all the way to the end. I don't have time to watch half a film and then stop it and start watching another blooming film. <laughs> That's a problem. Okay then. Uh, I know how much spend you, time you spend in the toilet, which is where this film belongs. Um... I, I will disagree with you on that one because I think it's a good study in design rather than filmmaking. Okay, that's a separate issue though. 
that's a separate thing for me. Like, yeah, visually, I like it. Visually, I like the color palette. And but that's Wes Anderson. He's a visual director. He, you don't need to know about the story or characters, really, because they're all usually pretty shit. It's all a massive, massive farce. But I, I do visual... like how he's in on that, though. I will give him credit how he is in on that, because there's one scene where he's at a table talking to the journalist, and he's talking about fake stuff and fake guns, and right behind him is some screens, which you your you want to believe is an underwater sea life sanctuary type thing. And it's got this massive orca doing like somersaults in the water or whatever, or like flip. I don't think they can somersault in the water. They're just flipping, rotating and stuff. But we know that is CG, not CG, it's just a video or whatever. <laughs> but we know it's fake. And we and I think that's part of the in-joke. Which well, I there's so much that. fake stuff in it, isn't there? Which is actually quite brilliant. Like the little seahorse in the bag of water. and The crayon seahorse. Yeah. yeah, and then essentially the Jaguar shark. That's not real? No, sorry, Rob. Oh, oh I thought I was watching Attenborough for a minute. Here we see <laughs> the Jaguar shark in its natural habitat. But that's the whole point. I find a lot of Wes Anderson films are shot like theatre, pretty much, because there is a distance between the camera and the actors, and there is a distance between the camera and the like the audience. You never see something from a protagonist's perspective because yeah i'll agree it's with you. all it's all a massive 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 joke and I, I think it's more evident in the french dispatch i don't know if you've seen that one but i, I started watching that and then i got freaked out and then i stopped <laughs> i would say not by the film <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know that not that's by a the horror film. the film was absolutely fine <laughs> what version uh, are you watching I, I was watching in my living room and i had my curtains open and then i noticed a hand on my window i'm my house is for sale and then i'm just like why is there a hand on my window i walk over and there is like a random man looking through my house <laughs> so wow. i open the door <laughs> yeah I open the door and do I'm you remember like... do you remember last season rob when we watched them and i was sat downstairs watching it in the dark with the windows and the doors open and about halfway through i had to shut and lock the doors and the windows <laughs> oh them yeah what's the... yeah. it's not ryan kuglo i've forgotten his name now he did us as well right no, it was, sorry, it was us, wasn't it? It wasn't us. Oh, no, oh, it was I us. Love us. Was it us or was it them? I've forgotten now. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> the, the movie by the guy who did Get Out is us. Yeah. yeah. I do prefer Get the Out. One. Us, That's the one, but... yeah. Hang on, I'll tell you in my book from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Peele? Is yes. That... Yes, Jordan that's Hill. the one. Jordan yes. Peele. Notice how Darren has a book. <laughs> I have to. I'm so you forgetful. Can the, you can hear the Death pages note. flipping. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. That is old school research there. I love it. It was us, yeah. not them. It was us. I'm going to pull out my movie encyclopedia here. Hold on. I'm glad you said movie encyclopedia. Just going to get my Rolodex here. <laughs> I'm going to flip to the page you. There it is. Us. <laughs> That'll so, explain why I couldn't find it under T. Right? <laughs> So, Stu, let's come back to you now. There's a lot of high stellar um, con talent in this. I was going to say content. Talent in this movie. Um, who stood out to you in this movie and why? Uh, I think it has to be Bill Murray, obviously. And that's one of my notes here is like, for however I feel about Wes Anderson movies, he always gets a fantastic cast. I look at the people that are in his it's movies always the and be same. like, well, yeah, you yeah, that's true. Friends, but it's Bill you? Murray, Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah, Jason. Angelica Schwartzman. Houston. Yeah, yeah, I love all these people, and I watch his movies, and I'm like, mm, could have done better. I don't know, but yeah, I think Bill Murray's the star of this. But I mean, the his character's name is in the title, so of course it's going to be everything. <laughs> seems to be based based his mate, is it? <laughs> <laughs> everything seems to be based around him, and Owen Wilson. I know he's been in Wes Anderson movies before, like Bottle yeah. Rocket and what have you, but it it felt like. I don't know. He was too subdued in this movie for me. He just felt he like. Go ahead. He wasn't very Owen Wilson-y, was he? No, and I'm not saying he needed to be, but it just mm. felt like everything was happening around him and he was barely kind of reacting. It felt like Bill Murray had more going on and Angelica Houston had bigger feelings about everything. And Owen Wilson, like, despite being the second main character of this movie, I just kept forgetting he existed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah like if he wasn't on screen i forgot he was even a plot point 
I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. there's a lot of characters I've, I forgot in this, like Jeff Goldblum's character. Um, I love that, though. He's been shot and he's just running out, holding his wound, <laughs> but carrying on as if he hadn't actually been shot at all. It's just little things like that made me, just, made me I, chuckle. I, I gotta love Jeff Goldblum, though. Yeah, yeah. how can you anything. not? Did you see him recreate his uh, Jurassic Park pose as he is now in his, in his senior years? What, in the toilet? Wow. No, not no, not in the toilet. No, when he's got his chest out, he's laying on his side. Oh no! You need to send that to me. Oh, I will. You might darling. start my Jeff Goldblum obsession number five night. this year. <laughs> I, I, I watched the world according to Jeff Goldblum because I love the way he talks to people. But anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, uh, I love the way he talks. It's, it's just so smooth. I, it's such enthusiasm for life. It like. Uh, uh, so Jeff Goldblum's going to one of our goat lists, Irina, as is um, Nicholas Frickin' Cage. Uh, oh, do you know what I watched the other day? Because Klaus. Klaus was amazing. I just want to have Klaus. Klaus. I want him as my friend. I want to get the same hat. Oh my God, <laughs> we have to get the same hat. So we'll get the Klaus. red beanies, yes. Make a little God. banner and put his initial on it. Yes. I'll be waiting at the airport for him with it. I love you! <laughs> <laughs> you completely. So, uh, does anyone have a favourite scene in this movie that they would like to talk about? When Klaus slaps Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has some good, some good dialogue in this movie. It's short, but good dialogue. I don't remember the dialogue. I just and I was hoping you did, was... because I watched it a lot about an hour ago, and I've forgotten most of it already. So <laughs> I like oh, okay. the follow-up to that, where Owen Wilson slaps him back, and he says, like, I owed you one. And Willem Dafoe's like, no, you told me you owed yeah. me one. That was when <laughs> that was the one you owed me. Now I owe you one back. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, my One of my favorite scenes is, like, a, a dog walks onto the beach, and the... It's shot so well. I don't know how many times it would have taken them to get that shot. The dog walks off the, out of the sea, shakes itself off right into the frame and then um, wears pans away. It's, just, it's so perfect. It's like, how many takes did you do that? Did it take to get that right? I think my favourite part of that is the... My, my favourite part of the film is the one with the dog. Not the favorite, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, but that's because Vess is the visual director. Sorry, Steve. No, no, no. I was going to say the one scene that I, I think I laughed the most at is at the end when they get the safe back and he meticulously opens up the safe <laughs> just to see that it was blown yeah. apart in the back. Had to open it to see it got a big hole in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Darren, do you have a scene that sticks out in your mind that you really enjoyed? I quite like the one where they're in the hotel on the island. And um, they're all shooting at Bill Murray through the door, and he's sort of hiding behind the door. And then he just decides to just walk straight through it and start shooting. And then they cut away, and you've, you know, he's obviously going to survive, but you just don't know how he survives when there's like eleven versus one of him. You've just reminded me of like, something. That it might be the same scene actually, but uh, on the right-hand side of the screen, we're seeing like tens of twenty, thirty, lot, lots of people shooting at him. Yeah. And then the camera is on the dolly and the dolly is shaking like mad. Yeah. But you don't care. You just keep going with it. And then it stops to Bill Murray's character and you see him doing a shooty shooty bang bang. But I, I did appreciate that. Like, it was rough around the edges. It didn't want that to be smooth. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. You can totally see all the camera work through the whole film. You can analyze Wes Anderson's style by this film. Like, some color correction was even wrong at some point because some colors were too yellow and too orangey and you're like ah and i i like the jaguar shark i thought that was quite fun to see to see him eating the tuna i've gendered the fish now but whatever like <laughs> said shark uh eating the tuna at the end i quite enjoyed that it was it remained it reminded me of a um, very stop motion styles i it felt very beatles like in its um Sergeant Pepper style kind of visual. Yellow submarine. Yeah, yes, exactly that. Yellow yeah. How did I miss the obvious one there? Submarine. Very easily is how. <laughs> so I'm gonna gonna deduct myself uh. there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, now we've got lots of clips from Matt, as I said. So shall we hear some of those? I've not heard them before. Here's the first one. Bloody hell! Oh, okay. Um, What's this one? <laughs> you, Bloody hell. you are the loser. All right, Matt, a bit harsh. That one's for the quiz. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Hang on. I'm going to put this bed in. We're going to do an advert now. 
I haven't jazzed up or anything like Matt said, but we sell merch now. Did you know that? We sell merch. You can buy our T-shirts in full color or like me, monotone, which works for you. Um, it's just easier on the eyes for me. I can't really do too many colors. Just lost my boss today. I confused green and khaki, apparently. Here's the advert. We have merch. We have merch. We, we, we have merch. We have merch. We have merch. So go buy our merch. Seriously, though, uh, we've got merch that you can buy. We've got hoodies, t-shirts, tote bags, all the usual shit. And, um, yeah, it looks fucking gorgeous. So... Please, 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 if you want to support us, um, go buy some merch. It'll be fucking grand. Um, also, if you've got anything you want to advertise on our podcast, do let us know. We'll help you out as long as you help us out. So basically, go buy some merch. Thank you very much. We love you. Bye. Oh, it's a good effort, Matt, there. But what we need to do is include a call to action on that. <laughs> we need people to know where to go. Uh, so... Uh, I've got it here. One second, hang on. It's team. Really, uh, oh, this is great. Oh, I'm such a professional, aren't I? Uh, talk among yourselves while I'm looking for it. I'm making cherries. You're, you're <laughs> who's cherries? Um, okay, it is biggermoviepod.tml.com to get all the threads you need. Um, okay then. So biggermoviepod.what? T mill. T E E T mill, yeah, yeah. Oh, T mill, as in T-shirt, as in T E E. Yeah, where they mill teas out the ground. Ah. Okie dokie then, uh, Stu. Tell us a bit about your podcast. What's the name of it, and what do you get up to over there? Uh, so my podcast is the Stu World Order, and we review random comic book movies. I have a list of movies that are based on comic books. They're not all superhero stuff. Like we have stuff, uh, Road to Perdition and what have you. And the list goes currently from one to 116. I have my guests before the show. Obviously, they give me three numbers. I tell them, like, here's what you drew, and they pick the movie that they want to talk about. And then on the show, we give the movie ups, we give the movie downs, we rate it out of 10, and then at the end of every episode, I'll come up with some kind of tangential talking point, something that, you know, I thought about while I was watching the movie, and we'll discuss that. Well, uh, where's the best place people can listen to that? Do you have a favorite? Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you want to look for podcasts. Google Play, I'm pretty sure we're still on there. I just got on something called Ghana recently, G-A-A-N-A. It's a bunch of places. Check it out. And I have my own website, swoproductions.com, where in addition to the podcast, we have articles on entertainment, comic books, Pop-Tarts, Sailor cool. Moon, <laughs> new articles every weekday. Fantastic stuff. Go check that out, people. Um, just quickly, you're a comic book movie podcast, as you just yes. mentioned there. What is your thoughts on The Crow? And who would you um, cast in the reboot? You know what? I'm terrible at casting because I feel like I see their entire podcast now that just do like imaginary recasting of things. And I see their recasting and I realize I'm an old person and I don't know who anybody <laughs> is anymore because I see all these wonderful young actors and I'm like, I don't know who I don't know these people. I assume they'll all be fantastic in their roles. So I would hate to sit here and say who I would cast as the crow because I would not have a good idea. But it's been a long time since I've seen the first crow. Like, I remember seeing the crow when I was, geez, 14 or so, maybe with my dad. And that's it. I've not seen the crow since then. I'll tell you, I've read the original crow comic book that it's based on. And it's trash. <laughs> I will disagree with you on that. Which really? Great. Yeah. I, oh, when I, I was in a dark place when I was reading the crowd, I was like, <laughs> there was so much pain. You don't have to be in a dark inside place. Inside and outside. But it probably helps. Come to the light. That yeah. man's not outside your house anymore. <laughs> so I'm still waiting. Them. I'm still waiting for Todd McFarlane to sign off on a Spawn movie. I want you know what? Very, <laughs> very recently, we covered the 1997 Spawn movie on my show, and that has that's aged even worse than I thought oh, it would yes. have. I definitely yeah. want a better Spawn movie. Yes. Oh, yes, we deserve it. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair to that film, the visuals at the time, they weren't that bad. At the time, no, but, but you watch them now and well they very too, much yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you play a video game back in the day. And you think at the time, this looks like the most lifelike thing I've ever seen. And then you put it on now. It's like, what was I thinking? They look like blocks. Like, <laughs> anyway, um, 
So, uh, Kieran Smith put out an article on ScreenRant.com called 10 Wes Anderson Tropes That His Fans Should Recognise. So I want to ask you, how many of these did you recognise in The Life Aquatic? So, number 10, symmetrical framing. Yes. Darren, did you see any symmetrical framing? Can't remember off the top of my head. No. Stupid. Maybe. Nothing Every that I was, thing. yeah, nothing that I noticed or was looking out for where I looked at the screen and thought, oh, that's symmetrical, yes. Irina, <laughs> what's your example? Every fucking shot of this <laughs> film, guys. <laughs> oh, like, from the submarine, like, the submarine is quite symmetrical. Every time mm. he shoots the submarine, even if it's just a dolly panning between the rooms, there's symmetry every time uh, Steve is on the screen, uh, Bill Murray's character. Uh, he's either on left with other people looking at him on the right hand side of the screen or in the middle with people chatting to him. Like, yeah, everything. Even the it's very last understand. scene. Yeah, the very last yeah. scene where the boy is on his shoulders. Yeah. And they're walking down. Oh, I don't know what that but is. But he forgets the fish Oscar. <laughs> the fish Oscar is just there. He oh. leaves it on the steps and no one's picking it up. It's a health and safety hazard. That's what all. our reward show has to be. It has to be the fish Oscars. The fish we, Oscars. We have to do that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um, so, yeah, he uses the compulsory 90 degree angle to take action from place to place. And Anderson frames every single one of his shots in such a way that you could measure them with a spirit level. Not my words, those of Kieran Smith that I am just. Uh, piggybacking. <laughs> okay, so number nine, those cast lists, as we mentioned earlier. In well, terms yeah. of returning yeah. cast lists. The members. same people. Mm. Angelica Houston, Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Jason Willem Dafoe, I know he said Jermaine. Tilda <laughs> um, Swinton. Edward yeah, Norton. she was brilliant in this, to be fair. That Her posh English bad. accent. That was Kate Blanchett. I was going to say, Tilda Swinton yeah, was Blanchett. in this? Uh, no. Good point. She... <laughs> I missed her entirely if she was in this. She had a cameo. What, what as movie did I watch? She played an amoeba, okay? Yes. <laughs> oh, she uh, played I one of those sugar crabs. Yeah, no, what are they called? Uh, she played a tardigrade. That's what she did. <laughs> I knew who I meant. Uh, I forgot that was Kate. Who was that? Was it Kate Blanchett in that? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, her accent threw me off. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, so I keep getting Wes Anderson confused with a Dracula film. Is that him? It's Wes Craven, isn't it? That's who I'm thinking of. <laughs> Wes Craven, yes. Not to be confused with John my, Craven. My favourite Wes Anderson movie is definitely A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one is Britpop. Now, where are you hearing Britpop in this movie? I will disagree, though. That It's not really what he he sounds like. Not, not Britpop, necessarily, because it's usually rock and electric, not indie Britpop shit. Yeah, I always imagine just like indie kind of folk rock from the 2000s. Yeah, that. Who can you think of indie rock from the 2000s at the top of your head without Googling it? I can't think of it. The Calling, maybe? Uh, Keen? Blur? Oasis? Um, okay, let's, let's divide opinion right now. Are you Blur or Oasis, Darren? Uh, I'm Oasis, all day long. Yeah, me too. Arena? Blur. Stu? Yeah, Blur. Ooh, 50-50. Don't get me wrong, I love Blur, but I just love Oasis more. I love Blur, but I would cheat on Blur with Oasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, what are you going to say about Blur, that? I have Hello? to work late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's another meeting. Um, anyway, according to Kieran, that screen rant, 1960s Britpop... Britpop... 1960s Britpop classics... Uh, a nostalgic and common trend in these movies. Uh, there was a lot of Bowie in this movie, which I definitely appreciated. A lot of boat. I said Bowie. Oh, Bowie. I thought you said Bowie. The Fish Oscars movie it. did have a lot of boat. <laughs> both both comments are right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true, that's true. Um, Darren, what's the name of the boat? What was the name of the what? Sorry, the, I can't hear a thing. What, I'm joking. The name the... of the boat was... Oh, don't ask. My, my memory, man. You've got notes on a piece of paper. Oh, not the boat name. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually asking because I've forgotten myself. 
Was it called uh, Florentina or the Belafonte? Belafonte, that's it. I was close. You get the points too. Uh, <laughs> okay. Which I'm assuming is a reference to Harry Belafonte, but I don't know why. But I'm also not a Wes Anderson guy, so I don't know what the possible reference to him could be. Remind me who that guy is again. I don't know. <laughs> I just know his name. <laughs> oh, I love that setup. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> it's going in the clip. That's that why is. I don't know the reference. <laughs> Uh, me neither. Uh, anyway, moving on. Number seven <laughs> is elaborate capers. Elaborate, elaborate capers? What? <laughs> is that what you said? Don't did I completely mishear that too? <laughs> no, you heard me correctly. Elaborate capers. Um, well, I'd say walking into a room full of people shooting guns at you is quite elaborate. <laughs> yes, I mean, can't you write me a strongly worded letter instead of shooting trigger happy at me? Um, okay, we'll move on quickly because the next one is evident as an evident thing might be. Number six is deadpan delivery. Did you see this anywhere? Anywhere <laughs> at all? Once or twice, maybe. Did it humour you or did it annoy you? No, oh, I like things like that. It humoured me. <laughs> it's pretty much Bill Murray's delivery in pretty much any Bill Murray film. Yeah, I true. kept seeing a cross between Garfield and um, Venkman. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Fair point, yeah. fair point. Most of his characters are a version of Venkman, though, as they grow older. <laughs> oh, Ghostbusters. I, would have, I want to watch that again instead. I'll say again, I can't go back in time. I know, yeah. Will, Willem Dafoe should have been in Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, that, he'd have been a great Slimer, can you imagine? I was about to say that. Oh, fan casting. We've got it. Come on. Um, okay, number five. Only if it involves Willem Dafoe, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, that's Dafoe... who should be the crow. Damn it, Willem yeah, Dafoe yeah. is the crow. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna get you with my crow rings. <laughs> Why does the crow sound like? When did like, become Yorkshire? From, from Mighty Boots. I don't know. Well, in my head, what was that show called? Um, the one they lived in Royston Vasey, The League of Gentlemen. League of Gentlemen. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Come on, crow. Anyway, what's happened to me today? What's in this Earl Grey tea? <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, number five. Ambiguous time periods. Was there any evidence of ambiguous time periods for you in this particular movie? Yes. When and where? No. <laughs> like, from the tech to the guns to the setting to the colour. Yep, yeah, yep, I get that. To the fashion, to the way, uh, to the characters, like, you know, the characters' professions. Like, you don't spend time on a boat doing an interview on a random dude. I did like how they were on the beach and they had all those, um, um, I was going to call them sea monsters, but I meant jellyfish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And he's like, how do they reflect like that? And he's, Steve's like, oh, it's the moon. The moon does it. And he goes, you're hired. You're coming on a boat with me. Let's get away. Uh, number four, grey morality. You can't read morality in Wes Anderson's films. Well, Kieran Smith <laughs> at Screen Rant can. Kieran so. Smith, you're wrong. <laughs> I am a professional <laughs> podcaster who talks about films sometimes. Well, tell you that you are wrong, Kieran Smith. In I'll, my I'll read out a quote and then you can take him to the ring and do what you will with him. Absolutely. Uh, I'm purposely putting my in <laughs> Kieran says, and we're on first name terms now. Kieran says, <laughs> while some Wes Anderson flicks may include antagonists that will definitely fall into the category of mustache twirling villains, the vast majority of his protagonists antagonist relationships aren't set in terms of black and white morality. Rather, he presents deeply flawed main characters and villains that often draw a lot of sympathies. Oh, what a lot of bullshit there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you've got a word count to fill, okay. <laughs> no, like, no. You don't read Wes Anderson films in terms of characters. His characters are childish for a reason. It... <laughs> It's pink pastel fluff. 
<laughs> the title of my sex tape. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, this, I think it's all right, and I agree with you. I think it's the same thing that YouTubers do when they analyze movies, like they when they do scene for scene breakdowns, and like this piece of curtain is the same fabric that that was used in this film, which represents that, like. Maybe it's just coincidence. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. Uh... No, like you can tell that Wes Anderson's films are crafted because he has nailed his style and he the way he sees and makes cinematography. But you you can't read morality into his characters because that's not what the main yeah. focus is. Now I want to I want to bring the, what you've just said there back to Darren and Stu. Did you have a hard time, I mean, Darren has had a hard time in the past suspending his disbelief. Were you able to do that in this movie, Darren? <laughs> yeah. Because Kill Bill was a bit too much for you. Well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that earlier on, actually. It, it, you know, this this was so obviously supposed to be crap special effects, but Kill Bill, for me, didn't feel like it was that obviously crap special effects. Do you know what I mean? So I could quite easily suspend my disbelief for this, and it made me chuckle. Whereas Kill Bill made me cringe. Stu, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think it, it just depends on how the movie is set up. And I think this movie was set up in such a way where you go into Wes Anderson movies expecting, expecting a level it. of reality. And so you just know what the world is going to be like. So, yeah, we're going to go underwater and there's just going to be terrible special effects sharks. But it doesn't <laughs> matter because it's a Wes Anderson movie. And like, so it's why not? to be silly, yeah. It's yeah. Well, none of it is serious. Yeah, yeah and... So they make friends with a three-legged dog and the three-legged dog goes home to its originally people and they get sad about that. But that's fine. Like, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with the reality in this movie. It's it's what it's supposed to be. Oh, you just reminds me of another three-legged dog I saw the other day. It went for a walk, but its owner had a little pram for it so it could get in there because it struggled. It was like the cutest thing ever. Anyway, sorry, this is not big a dog pod. Uh... <laughs> it is now. <laughs> Uh, number three in Anderson uh, tropes. Uh, I was going to say troupe. Uh, is that a toupee for true touche? Uh, what am I talking about? Anyway, smoking Easy habits. You, smoking habits. Does oh God, Wes Anderson yeah. still think smoking is cool? Well, his Angelica Houston character in this sure did. Yeah. And Bill Murray was smoking a lot of pot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was... just, I just thought you were going to say he was smoking. Like, yeah, he was. <laughs> that topless shot of him. Oh, my. Oof. <laughs> We need a minute. Mind out the way, Christina Ritchie's boobs. There's a throwback to our episode <laughs> of casting views. And hello, Bill Mary, Bill Mary, Bill Murray's breasts. There we go. Oh, I'm getting hot right now. <laughs> also, talking of Bill Murray's appearance, he had a fantastic beard. That's a really beautiful yeah. beard. Yeah. If I could grow one, like you said uh, at the start of the show. Arena, I would like to have one just like that. Oh, I thought you were about to say I'd love to have one just like yours. I couldn't. I said... I, I, no, Darren. I can't imagine you with a beard. No, no Darren. Oh, there's my point gone. Dang it. I'd, I'd have a Rasputin beard from The Kingsman. That's the kind of beard Ooh, I'd have. I kind of want to rewatch that again. I like that movie. I like that movie. I like the music. I, like, I would rather watch that entire series again than watch another Bond movie. I will agree with you on that. You're both wrong. My name was Bond. James but Bond. Look at my sexy car. We have different film tastes, Darren. Yeah. And it's, this is why this podcast is so great, because we can agree and disagree and still love Absolutely. each other. If our film tastes were sense, Darren, yours would be Diesel and mine would be Potpourri. Wow. <laughs> Potpourri. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that is that I'm is just, a that is a thoughtful an, an, an I, allegory. Yeah, it's. I, I can't even. Anyway, moving on from. My Feel personal... like you've been thinking about that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I, sitting on it. What I do in my spare time is nobody's business. Uh, number two. Rob wakes up in the middle of the night. I got it. I finally got it. I yeah. get my I get my quill out and I dip it in the ink under a nightlight, a candle, if you will, and. Dr Scribe my thoughts into some papyrus. Why not? Uh, anyway. Number two in Wes Anderson tropes are title cards. Yes, and Rob, this is the question for you. Do you know which font he uses? <gasps> oh, he doesn't oh. use Poppins, does he? No, he doesn't use Poppins. Does he use Roboto? 
No, but close. The only one I knew is Times New Roman. I thought you were saying Windings. This is why it's the question wrong. Windings. <laughs> and it's not Comic Sans either. Oh. Uh, papyrus. No, that's Nuts. Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to kick myself now because it'll be really obvious when you say it. It's Futura. Oh, okay. I'm oh. It was like oh. everywhere uh, mm. in tents. <laughs> Irina, when you're writing code, what's your go-to font? Uh, it's me. It's a code question. It's going to be it depends. You see, I, I don't... <laughs> I've got it down to my favourite. It is Poppins all the way. And my default colour is deep sky pink. Anyway. That, that's <laughs> it, fabulous. If you want to learn about code or listen to stories about code, go check out my other podcast, codewords.page, and listen to all the episodes there. And you can hear the Arena episode, which is fantastic too. We mostly talk about Spider-Man, but anyway. Uh, okay. As you do. <laughs> uh, obligatory plug there. Um, okay, number one on this list is that wide lens. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Kieran says Kieran, Kieran says Kieran. Kieran. I, love, I love that Kieran. reaction <laughs> so, so disappointed I, I do feel like we need to send this to Kieran and get him on the show <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry Kieran I don't even know if Kieran works for Screener Ants anymore but he, they, they might have left now after this who knows so uh, I didn't mean to kill the conversation there but the wide no, lens that's not. Lots of directors use wide lens, and yes, there are lots and lots of instances of that. But that's not number one for Wes Anderson. Come what's, on, Kieran. What's your number one for you? Are you going to say me? Oh. <laughs> oh, of course you are my number one. My number one. Um, uh, but <laughs> uh, this is part of a show where I casually flirt with Rob and he flirts back. What do you mean part of the show? We do that all the time. Sorry. Well, that's actually true. Anyway. But for, like, when I think of Wes Anderson, it's usually the colour palette because he picks, like, six colours and makes films around them. <laughs> yeah. Red and yellows are quite popular. And a blue. He likes blue. blue. And purple. Because Grandpa maybe Pesh it was purple I was thinking of before. I have had a heated debate with Matt in the street about the colour of the side of a building once, and uh, <laughs> I thought it was purple. <laughs> it's like it's blue, and then this car pulled up next to us, and I went, "No, mate, it's blue. You've got it wrong." <laughs> um, so, Stu, is there a Wes Anderson film you'd rather watch than this one, or what other film would you rather have watched than this one? What about uh, Thor: Love and Thunder? Oh, I definitely want to see that. I've already got my tickets for that. I'm very excited for that. I That is also brightly colored. A color I, I'm palette, a yeah. big fan of Taika Waititi, so I would like to see that. Of his movies, I hear the best one is Tenenbaums, and that I haven't seen yet, obviously. I've just seen Rushmore, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and this. I would like to see if Royal Tenenbaums lives up to the hype, but I think because people say, oh, that's the best one, That's I think I might go into it expecting too much also, so... Hard yeah, to say. That's true. I don't like when people say it's the best one. You should watch it because I thought it was great. Because I'm already, I'm already skeptical. Then, like, yeah. yeah. Like that's the reason I can't like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and I've tried really, really hard to like that band. It's just, it's not working for me. Anyway, shall we crack on with the quiz? We'll go around the table. Stu, we'll start with you. Uh, for every question you get correctly, you'll hear... And for every question you get wrong, you'll hear... So, please can... All right, you don't know. You're going to do fine. You're going to do fine, because they're not about the movie. So We're it's shit. about William Dafoe. Stu, we are absolutely shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> what would you like your buzzer noise to be? And by that, I mean you have to make it up and do it yourself. Hmm. <laughs> Things that make you go. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's that was it. That was my thoughtful noise, but I think that's what it's actually going to be. Yes. Mm. So, mm, yeah, that's just my phone buzzing on the desk. Okay, Arena, <laughs> what's your noise going to be? What's uh, your <laughs> sorry, your buzzer sound? Uh, Ooh la la. <laughs> Darren. <laughs> Darren, are you going to say Darren for your buzzer? That would get really confusing. <laughs> or Darren, do you have a suggestion to give Irina some thinking time? I was going to do fishy fishy. 
Oh, no. <laughs> Darren, That's going to be my ringtone for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Irina, do you have a bizarre sound yet? You could say Dave if you want. Woof. To, right? <laughs> That's a wolf. Woof. I feel like you're into this today. <laughs> I'm very into this tonight, Darren. <laughs> STN. Okay, oh. then. So. <laughs> All right, Marley. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Marley, hey. like, <laughs> that's, that's Marley's that's not... buzzer noise. <laughs> I don't think Actually I've got any dog-related questions, so I'm sorry you don't qualify for the quiz, Marley. <laughs> Uh, That's not Marley. How do you know? That dog sounds the same. Because it's a lot further away. Is it like thunder? Like. (laughs) 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 Now I can tell how close the dog is. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Okay then. Question number one. Shut up, Marley. Is that the question? I swear this happened this time last year, Darren. (laughs) There's something about the English weather. That brings out the, the bark in the dog. Anyway, question one. In which movie did Defoe receive an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor? Is it my house? <laughs> I forgot my buzz noise. Wolf. <laughs> no, it's not. No. If, uh, Darren Stu can come in. Best Supporting Actor? I have no idea. No. Okay, uh... <laughs> Oh, it's nose all around. Do you want to just suggest a movie and I'll say loosely who's closest? The Last Temptation <laughs> of the Christ or whatever it's called. The one where he played Jesus. Stu. But I imagine he wouldn't be a supporting actor Stu, in that. Stu, you, you can't be looking at the questions. That's coming up later. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Spider-Man. <laughs> um... I'm going to have to give it to Marley. The answer was Platoon. And they uh, wear dog chains and Marley's a dog. So Marley gets the point. <laughs> it's not, that's not Marley barking. I don't care who it is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Today it's Marley, all right? It was a Basil Faulty. I don't know what the dog's called. Um, okay. Question two. What was the other personality of Defoe's character, Norman Osborn, in Spider-Man? Mmm. Green Goblin. <laughs> you I sound, can't possibly, well, can't possibly miss that one. That answer. Mmm. Yes. <laughs> Green Goblin. Hello, hero. Yes. Uh, okay. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> we both look great in spandex. Uh, <laughs> okay. Why am I imagining Robin spandex right now? Why wouldn't you be? I'll have you know, as I mentioned on the show last week, Running and cycling have really chiseled out my butt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Stu. (laughs) Okay. I mean, if I'm being Willem Dafoe, I mean, sorry, Stu. There we go. Okay, number three. What is the name of Willem Dafoe's character in Speed Cruise Control? I'm laughing because who remembers that movie? Like, (laughs) Is that the second one? I think they're on a speedboat, yes. Um... Steve. <laughs> That's a no. I'm gonna say no. For that. That's from a cloudy with a chance of meatballs, isn't it? Steve. Also, you didn't answer the before your name. buzzer, so I don't. I can't take that as your verified answer. <laughs> what am I talking oh, about? The, sure. Why then not? I can't lose a point for it. Huzzah! <laughs> you get a point for the logic. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Arena, do you remember this movie? Were you not but a nipper when this movie came out? I don't know. I'll just tell you. It's John Geiger. Okay. Moving yeah. on. Do a lot of counting? <laughs> uh, I think they got to two. I don't remember speed three. So uh, okay. uh, this one is for you, Stu. Uh, the question is, what role did Defoe play in The Last Temptation of Christ? Fishy, fishy. No. That's uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, fishy fishy of Nazareth was not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> it's the only thing I've remembered for about the past five weeks, to be fair. Fishy fishy of Nazareth. I'm confused. Uh, I think Darren wants to point to it. <laughs> uh, a point for you, a point for Stu, and a point for Darren. There we go. Uh, that's the end of the quiz. Uh, you're all winners in my eyes. Now, is there any oh, questions you'd like eight. to... 
send my way. I'll take What's your, your favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite what? Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> sure. What's your favorite cheese? Mm. Um. If we're going on the Jesus, sorry, Nazareth I should have given you an easy one, shouldn't if, I? If we're going on the Jesus of Nazareth theme, I'm going to say Swiss cheese because it's holier than thou. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, Jesus Christ, indeed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, they do give you crackers at communion. Don't they, so. Do you get crackers at communion? Uh, anyway, uh, it's time now for us to head back over to our very own. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Movie Matt. Right then, so, next episode with letter X. Oh, fucking hell, we're getting close to the end, don't we, lads and gal? Woo! <laughs> Been a good run, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'm going to go a bit of a tangent here, but I'm extremely excited for season three, just so you know, because... Uh, I've done a little bit of research and I've got some fucking doozies. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So next episode, uh, letter X. I cannot pronounce this actor's name, so I am very, very sorry. But the film is Mr. Six. Let's just pray to the fucking movie gods that the streaming platforms haven't removed it because it took me fucking forever to find this film because I couldn't find an actor that began with X with a film on a streaming platform. Fuck my life. Please, please, please don't take off the streaming platforms. Please, 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 please don't do it. Please. Anyway, yeah. Have a lovely week, everyone. Don't don't forget, we all love you. Um, please listen, share, rate. Rate us. Rate us out of five stars. Go on, give us five stars and uh, we'll give you some loving. It might not be five-star loving, but we'll give you some. Um, anyway, stay safe and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you there, Matt. Stu, it has been absolutely wonderful having you on the show. I'd love for us to come on your show at some point. Um, but first, we... Yes, absolutely. You guys will have to... I will talk to you afterwards because I am setting up a whole bunch of uh, scheduling for July. So I will get in touch with you today. Fantastic. Uh, now we must come to the point of the show called The End. But before we do that, uh, we need to rate this film out of goat, gold star or poo. So... Uh, Darren, we'll start with you because you don't have time to think. So, <laughs> is it? I liked it. I'm, I'm going goat. You're going greatest of all time. I really liked it. Yeah. That's a bold statement. Why is it the greatest of all time? I'm shooketh. Well, it's not poo, and it's better than um, gold star. So, you know. So you'd watch it again? Oh yeah, I really, really liked it. Really liked it. Okay, that is not the review I was looking for, but. There you go, I gave you a Star Wars reference. These are not well, the words you're well, looking for. Well, kind of. Well Blimey. A for effort. Thank you. <laughs> a for effort. How are you spelling effort? Affort. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Arena, how would you rate this movie? Uh, gold star. All right, then. Level pegging. I'm not sure why I said pegging. Uh, Stu. <laughs> That's the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, I'm so sorry for your experience on the show today. Uh, how, how would you rate this movie? Uh, you know what? I'll even it out and just run the gamut. Wes Anderson is not for me. I'll say it's poo. I understand why other people like him, but I, I just don't think he's for me. So he's poo for me. But if you like him, good on you. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Well, uh, it would be rude for me to add my comment because we've got a mixed bang already, so I don't want to swing the vote either way. So no, 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 no. You don't get to sit on the fence, sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to rate it. I built this fence, Darren. I'll sit on this fence if I want to. I built this fence on rotten roll. Yes. I built this city on sausage rolls. Uh, uh, that's a UK number one that you don't want to ever hear, and I will never link that to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seriously, you don't need that in your life. Uh, <laughs> no. There's a follow-up too, and I don't know why I know that. Anyway, um, okay, and you want me to rate this movie, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, thematically, 
I don't think it's poo. Just say a word. Don't just just give us, you know. Don't try. <laughs> okay, Dad. Don't justify it. Just say what you're thinking. Boobs. <laughs> there were some in this film, yes. I didn't really Trust understand. you to notice that. I didn't understand the point <laughs> of the scriptwriter just being a topless woman. You you well, just don't like. Does it have to be a point? Anderson is another conversation entirely. Was he making an observation about how? Women are hired on their looks in the movie industry. Who knows? No, you, you're reading too much into us, Anderson. Now, <laughs> exactly. Who knows? <laughs> okay, I'll give it a gold star. So this movie gets a gold star. Blown. Yeah. Didn't see are that coming. Anyway, Stu, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Do stick around because we're going to hit the outro now, but we've got more to say. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And that's goodbye from us. Team, say your goodbyes. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Papaya. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>